you knew I was going to sing my way Always. in. Always. What I do. <laughs> what I do, girl. That's Welcome right. to Work Hacks with Bossy Skirt. All right, we've been waiting a long time to talk about today's topic. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Tony. Hi, Alana. What's up? Mm. Okay, so I was reading this article, and uh, I think it was in BuzzFeed at first, but it got picked up all over the place. And I know it's popular when my plus one, who doesn't follow any millennial bullshit, sends stuff to me. He always sends it three days after it gets published, but he sends it right. when it's big. Better late than never. So he, he sends it last night. And like I said, I think it came out on Saturday or Sunday with this young woman. She posted a blog. I think it originally was like on Medium or Slate or something. And it's about how millennials are the burnout generation. And so she went through her story, which real quick in a nutshell, she does a great job meeting all of her obligations. She's a freelance writer. She's meeting all of her deadlines. She's making a living. She's paying off her student. She has all the big boxes checked. But what's happening is she's absolutely paralyzed with the small stuff, Mm -hmm. paying the bills, getting the oil changed, paying a parking ticket. And she's realizing it's because she is so burnt out that when she's finally checked one of the big boxes, she just no goes energy. underground. Yeah. Exactly. There's nothing oh, left over. I feel like I wrote that in my sleep, maybe. Is that right? <laughs> so you relate to it? Absolutely. Because you have about 17,000 things going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. So how do you know when you're starting to feel burnout? Uh, when I'm signs? not getting good sleep. When my eating habits have seemed to change. Um, and then, like, it's affecting other things, too. Like, how I just how I feel like emotional all the time or something like that. I'm like, okay, all right. (laughs) I need to address what the real problem is. And nine times out of 10, it's because I'm not able to do anything for myself. And whether that's a choice or if I'm making an excuse or not, you know, at the end of the day, like I know it's important to fill my cup. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. There's a lot of stuff online about self-care. I mean, Mm. it's almost a joke, a meme. But maybe there's something with this burnout and self-care, and we were so busy talking about the remedies, i.e. self-care, people hadn't been talking about this is one of the causes. Yeah. So do you feel that way sometimes, Kelsey? Burnt out? Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing left? Just need to go into yourself for a while and stop Yeah, but I don't necessarily think that mine is caused entirely from work. I mean, this might be at most 80% of what stresses me out but I have like a lot of other stuff going on too and when you mix it all together that's when I'm like done can you feel it coming no I'm just losing my mind now it's not so it hits you so when you're done like Lana's saying she can tell she's got a couple of tells as they say uh that indicate for her she's 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 due you can't tell when it's coming I mean blindsides you uh, I mean I guess that depends uh it could be a slower happening or it it can blindside me. Like right now, I I can feel myself getting more anxious here. I can feel myself getting moody, crabby. That's why I keep apologizing to them. I'm not trying to be. I have a lot of stuff going on outside of here and then the stress from what I'm trying to do that I can't do here, it's adding up. Mm -hmm. And I'm just getting frustrated. I want to come back to you because I I think I have something that may or may not help you at least identify it. And, Tony, do you feel, do you ever have moments of burnout? Are you relating to this, too? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with Alana. I get, like, the telltale signs. Is there's kind of a way I I organize my schedule? It's, like, when I start debating whether, like, I should push, like, my bedtime back because I have more stuff that I have to do 
then I start getting a little bit, like, worried. And I already push my, like, bedtime back as it is. Like, you know, going to bed around, like, 1, 2 in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, when it starts getting pushed back to, like, 3, then I'm like, okay, now I got a problem. 3, 4, I'm not sleeping. Youngster. <laughs> yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. it's just my sleep. I can tell as soon because my body doesn't want to turn Shut off. down, yeah. yeah. So you're just going to keep on squeezing everything in, and so that's how you know. You're yeah. Just, you're running out of time in the day. Yeah, and I get frustrated. I mean, it's it's pretty, you know, everybody gets irritable, but, like, when people start telling you, and then they start giving you more things to do, and you're like, I already have so many things to do. Just <laughs> stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I did not know that about you, Tony. Yeah, no, you I... Seem so, like... Chill. In my personal life, though, yeah. yeah, like when I'm when I have other things I have to do, you know, I have other family obligations and friend mm-hmm. obligations and girlfriend obligations and yeah, well, you know, they another say job. <laughs> now that we are all wired and connected twenty four seven, they say it's not a question of work life balance anymore. It's a question of work life integration because mm. you can't separate them. Yeah, I feel like I can't escape sometimes, mm-hmm. like I, because like, I try to lay down and rest. Next thing you know, my phone's blowing up asking mm-hmm. me about something about work or about another, my other job. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, yeah that's, I, I get that, yeah. So, Kelsey, I'm wondering for you if when you're starting to get overwhelmed, if your remedy is you just try and do more. So, he stays up late, but you were saying earlier that you're, um, first of all, you never procrastinate. You're I, super I good at multitasking. Like yeah, I'll have like six tabs open and I'll edit a different episode on each tab. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So if you're just going to try and squeeze as much as you can into every minute of the day, once you feel yourself starting to do that, that might be your little internal alarm bell that, hold on, something's got to get. <clears throat> when I'm here and I know that I'm here all day, I won't plan anything before or after work. I know that I'm going to go home, eat, and chill. But, like, I have a half day here. I have probably 17 things lined up to try to get to after work. Tell me how well that's going to probably work out for me because it's not. I already know it. But mm-hmm. and then that creates anxiety. Oh yeah. And then you try harder to get more done because you're this crazy productivity powerhouse, and so you're going to squeeze it in. And then eventually you're going to fail, and then that's just going to make you feel even worse, and the whole thing starts to spiral out of control. Okay. So when we talk about work-life integration, and Alana's so cute, she remembered one of my favorite phrases, which is about keeping your cup full, resting without guilt. One of the things that's really important for young people to get a handle on quickly is how to spot this when it's coming and then how to manage it. Because the way I think about adult life and all of the responsibilities, back to the article that she was describing, all the things that she can't get to, stay with me for a minute. I feel like that's conditioning, okay? Think of it like an athlete, what it takes to be a citizen. So, yep, you got to get your car registered and find time to go to the DMV and you have to keep going to the doctor and you got to go to the, you know, for checkups and you got to go to the dentist to keep your teeth clean. Like the little things with life that come with living a good, healthy, productive life, take time, take planning, take organization. And to let those drop really become problems. It's a problem. I I couldn't honestly tell you guys when the last time I had a checkup was. I don't go to the doctor mm-hmm. because I don't have time mm-hmm. and I don't have money mm-hmm. because, I mean, insurance will cover so much of it, but I don't have the best insurance. So um, so part of it is, um, I think there's two parts to it. No, I guess there's three parts to it. So identifying when you're feeling that way, figuring out what you can do to unplug, find balance, 
time block so that you can rest without guilt. Mm -hmm. And then also make time to schedule the stuff that cannot, should not be put aside. Like sleep, because that came out first That's thing. That's important. Well, that yeah. came out first thing this morning. Do you realize that lack of sleep is now tied to plaque buildup in your heart uh, yeah i just it, it, that's great <laughs> that's good it's it's affecting my health too now but yeah but exactly. when i'm balancing when i'm trying to balance like my leisure <laughs> and my sleep then i'm really have a problem like i'm like do i want to watch a youtube video or do i want to watch a movie or do i want to sleep <laughs> he's so funny you know oh that's like, good it's affecting my health now uh, great <laughs> like, great i can check every box <laughs> yeah it's 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 I've actually found something though lately that's really been helping me is I've really tried to make time actually I found I really like being outdoors. Mm -hmm. So I've noticed that being outdoors is my getaway. Mm -hmm. Like that is my go to now. There's seriously nothing like fresh air and feeling the sun on your We can't skin. have that now though. And it's I know, today, driving me nuts. Yeah, or being somewhere where there's not a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, so I was going to ask that next. So how many of you Find your center or get your cup full by interacting with people. I like or my do friends. Mm -hmm. I don't like going out to like a strange, huge crowd of people that I don't know yeah. that are going to keep bumping into me and being like, hey, get away from me and stuff like that. But if I could go out with like a group of a couple of friends, I would love it. That'd be fantastic. Is that not something that you make enough time for? My friends? Yeah. No, not at all. It's horrible. Because, you know. I stay in touch with them. I talk to them. But very rarely do I actually get to hang out with anybody. Their schedules, my schedules. So I'm going to sound like the armchair reader slash social <laughs> interested person that I am. And that is, you know, we're lonelier than we've ever been. True. We're more disconnected than we've ever been. I feel it. But, but literally from like, I don't know, a biological standpoint, we're tribal beings, right? Yeah. We get comfort, from excitement, others. nurturing from being with other people. Mm -hmm. But because it's so easy now to unplug and be alone because I don't want to go someplace crowded and noisy. It's easy yeah. to just say no to things. I'm, like anxiety with like the social aspect of it. You never know what's going to go on nowadays. You go out someplace, somebody's going to get in a fight. Somebody might, you know. So It's scary to go out in the world <laughs> and find other things to do to re unwind, I guess. So I think thinking that it's scary to go out in the world is probably a whole nother show, but what about just making arrangements for your friends to come to your house or you to go to their house, a game night, a potluck fun dinner night, a craft cocktail night, like, what about just... Oh, I could, I have so many answers for that. Which, which one do you want me to get to? Well, are they all no? <laughs> Where I'm currently physically staying with my things... I can't have people over. That's fine. Are there are there people? There's a my significant other's house. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't mind if we had people over at all, but it's an hour away, so nobody ever wants to come see me. I'll have I'll have bonfires and parties, and Tony's come out, but there I'll invite twenty people, maybe ten of them show up. So okay, hypothetically, right? It is, it is pretty far. <laughs> I hear you. It's not that bad, and people can stay and no, crash yeah, if yeah, they yeah. want to come hang out. Anyways, that I. I, I do try. So what I was going to say was, so we have... I a, need my own place. We have a focus group of three here, and mm -hmm. all three of you are feeling this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if you were to pose this question to your peer group, you would find that a lot of them are feeling that way as well. And some of them may live closer, have enough space to play host, 
this might actually be like a good news, healthy activity for you to introduce to your peer group. Let's everybody take turns. We can rotate like cards. Rotate the location once a week. Okay. That's your homework assignment. Mm -hmm. That would be so fun. And we like we've even talked about going out after work. But we only ever talk about it mm-hmm. because I'll be like, oh, what are you guys doing tonight? Alana has her other job or Tony has plans to go fishing or I'm supposed to go do something. It's like it doesn't ever line up for us. And I don't know how you can't force something to work. So let's go. So when I think of this is the burnout generation, this is the generation that's under more financial stress than they ever have been. Uh, full-time jobs right out of school with benefits are difficult, so a lot of people are cobbling together multiple jobs that get in the way of having a healthy social life. Mm -hmm. Everybody, uh, you're all digital natives. You can lose yourself in your phone, so it's really easy to not have a healthy, cultivated social life. And at the same time, the more you get used to spending all of your time at your job or in your phone, it becomes harder to establish those human connections. And all of these things can make something like paying my parking ticket or going to the DMV suddenly feel overwhelming. So I don't ever want to tell anybody that the burnout that you're feeling is not burnout. I think it is burnout, but I also think that there are some factors that are contributing to it that can be remedied pretty easily just by paying attention to them. So when you feel it coming and then what the various remedies could be for you. So we may have found one for Kelsey, Alana, you might be tougher because you have so many freaking side hustles going on. How do you keep your cup full now? Um, it's hard. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm doing it on a consistent basis. But like, so like Saturday. Actually, I should just say this in general. I've been starting to go to the gym again, and you're probably wondering, like, when would you have time to possibly do that? I'm right. doing it, like, in the early morning. <laughs> 5 a.m. Hey, good for you. Yes. <laughs> I was doing that for a while. So, like, and I'm and I'm actually noticing that it's helping improve my energy and mm-hmm. my mood. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's making, like, sleep easier. And if, it makes me, like, appreciate going to bed at a decent time because I know I have to get up at, you know, the crack of dawn mm-hmm. to go to the gym mm-hmm. and meet my friend there and stuff like that. So like that is one way that I'm kind of keeping my cup full is that I'm looking at, you know, what can I do for me, for my, you know, my health, my body, my sense of well-being, you know, and that's one way. But like, um, I don't know, another way I think is is unplugging and just being OK with doing nothing for a little bit and that is really hard because mm-hmm. mentally my brain is in like three different places you know trying to keep things straight for all of my commitments <laughs> but telling myself you know what you can you can unwind and watch tv and i like never do but when i do i really like try to enjoy it Balls to the wall, enjoying that procrastination. Uh, What about being able to find social time with peers? Do you have that availability Um, with your crazy schedule? It really just depends on the week. (laughs) So yours would have to be heavily planned. No, it doesn't. You know what? We need to make plans. Yeah, you need to schedule. There's a reason why old married couples say they schedule date nights. Because life gets in the way. And these things are important. Yeah, they are important. Yeah, so like... Like, I, I try and see my boyfriend as often as I can, even if it is for, like, an hour, just so that, you know, kind of like, oh, okay, you know, 
serotonin, all that stuff, you know, getting getting filled. Attention. Yeah. There you, go. <laughs> you know. So just feeling like the good vibes and stuff for just a little bit kind of can refocus and reset, you know, what I have to do after I see him. I'm know. sure you do you do time blocking? You mess with your schedule. Um it's not I mean it's not like uh, I don't call it that. <laughs> you should you should try it. Yeah. Um, which really all it is. I've been doing it for years. I didn't know there was a thing for it called. Yeah. I would just literally make a place in my calendar because I would be so overwhelmed with meetings and having to see people. Yeah. I would literally make a space in my calendar that said no meetings. Yeah. So when people go, you know, look at your availability, they mm. just see that it's booked. They don't know why it looks like any other meeting. And that would be my deep work time or my quality work time. So for you just in your life's calendar, mm-hmm. this job, that job, this obligation, that obligation, if you could find two or three hours a week mm-hmm. to just give yourself a block, and as much as I think the gym is great for your health, mm-hmm. I think for your soul, you probably need to find something else that can help keep that cup full too. Yeah. And then, Tony, yours, you, you, you're really cute. <laughs> Do I choose between watching YouTube or going to sleep? So my first question would be, because... Obviously, both appeal, right? And there's a certain um, chillaxing that comes with just watching YouTube videos for a while. Um, But obviously, it's not the same as sleep. Yeah. Um, But what do you do? You were saying you could, you know, when you're reaching your max because you start losing sleep. Yeah. Um, Sleep is super, super, super important. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, like, my biggest thing, like, I've been making it a point to sleep. That's I, I've been getting enough sleep. It's just, like I said, when I start getting pushed and my schedule starts filling up, then I start then I start pushing that sleep back, and it's like, yeah, I probably should go to bed a little earlier now as it is. But <laughs> some of it isn't un, unhelped because mm-hmm. of my, the way the people that I, like, my girlfriend and all that stuff. So Right. But... Um, my biggest thing that I've been struggling with in my personal life right now, though, is having to deal with, like, kind of sorting apart, like, I guess personal, like, almost what would be, like, friends that are almost like family to you, and then um, finding people who are like-minded, you know, like, actually having, because I, I can hang out with my, my buddies from high school all the time, but it doesn't, again, it doesn't fill my cup. Mm. I'm just sitting there bullshitting about the old days or about how we used to get in trouble or whatever, you know. Used to. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I've really been kind of like. You're kind I've of been, outgrowing that. Yeah, yeah. I've been kind of noticing the dynamic between, like, me and, like, really good friends, even. Like, I mean, it's this, we're still friends, but right. it's more of like a, oh, let's, we don't have to see each other all the time, right. talk all the time. It's like, I've been really trying to, like, since I'm a big hobby oriented person, too, I've been trying to find people who are more, like I said, into the things that I want to do. I'm a big snowboarder. I like. I want to learn how to rock climb. I want to do all that kind of I'll stuff. I'll go fishing like, with you this summer. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring Kelsey fishing with me. Like, I think I'm, I'd like it. I like outdoor stuff. I, I'll join you. I just want to say, he said a really important word, and I know people are going to think it's an old-fashioned word, but you're a hobby person. Mm-hmm. I wonder if having a hobby that you can get lost in... It's a good thing. ...is probably a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Especially really if it's to. not damaging to like your health. Yeah, I'm not like saying, like you like, don't want to do extreme don't. fighting. Yeah, <laughs> you know that, that makes is me my feel hobby. good. No, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, but yeah, yeah. So, what are some of your hobbies? Well, I 
the fish tanks. Right. I like animals. Um, Who doesn't? Yeah, true. That's 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 pretty basic. But like, I, I'm really into like lizards and those kind of things, the exotic creatures, <laughs> and then like. Um, like I said, snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to be trying to join a climbing gym because mm-hmm. the equipment's cheap and it's easy to get into and it's a good way to stay fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so let like- me ask you something. So when you were having your, okay, I feel like I'm getting close to burnout and I'm running out of sleep hours. Do the hobbies suffer too? A little bit, but I, I try to I try to keep time you for make those time all for the time because those are what keep me sane. That's what I love that, to do. You guys, there is the poster child for mental health here. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's call it something else. <laughs> yeah, I want poster child him. Uh, it's funny though. You brought up um, your phone blowing up, like just when you're trying. Because it's funny. I think that that's a really good example of something that it doesn't necessarily take a lot of time. Put it on silent. But the interruption just. And you must feel it a lot too when you're looking to look on her face. When you're in other places, just thinking about it. it. She gets emails all the time. Mm -hmm. I hate the noise that my phone makes for certain notifications. So, uh, does your guys' email system enable scheduled emails? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. as in like just an email that'll go out at a certain time. time, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. then yeah, I think so. So, one of the things you might want to throw in the employee suggestion box. Um, because I'm really guilty of this and didn't understand the anxiety that I always created. There are times when I would send an email as the boss at 10 or 11 o'clock at night because I'm afraid if I don't send it right now, I'll forget, forget to send it. We get yeah. those out sometimes late, but we don't check, I don't check mine until the morning. But or here's my big lesson. Home base. Me wanting to send an email to make sure that I don't forget versus you guys and the anxiety you feel and that it creates when that was not my intention – Here's the other thing that's really good about that. If if your organization could migrate to scheduled emails, if you do get an email at 10 o'clock at night, you will start looking, Kelsey, as opposed to ignoring it because so many are flying around, so you think of them as junk. So that when de- when one does come, you, you're automatically going to assume it's a more time-sensitive uh, Yeah, I've missed those email. once or twice. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah. ah, Anyway, it might be something worth suggestion, just suggesting, because, yeah. again, I, I guarantee you most of the emails that come from your bosses late at night aren't because they're urgent. They're because they don't want to forget to send it. <laughs> well, I, I'm just going to throw this out there really quick. One time we got emailed at night because a show the next morning got canceled. Okay, I, didn't, so, I didn't look at that email. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, but that's sort of my point. So if you were, here, here's how you frame that suggestion. Okay, um, NRM. Here's the thing. Uh, getting superfluous, non-urgent emails in the middle of the night or late at night create anxiety, and they stress us out, and as a result, we ignore our phones. And so urgent messages might not make it to the intended audience. If we could agree to do scheduled emails, so anything you want to remind yourself to send, hit send, but please have your settings say send at 9 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. So then we all know. That way you're not asking them not to send it. Right. You guys are just saying only those that are urgent will go through, and that way everybody will do a better job of paying attention, and hopefully, because that'll be the exception and not the rule, the number of emails should decline dramatically. It's a win, win, win. <laughs> I kind of like the texting softwares, too, that'll like send you a text message if there's like an important announcement. I, yeah, I prefer a text. It's email. nice because sometimes you can just do a quick look at it. You don't even have to like necessarily read it. You can just kind of see, oh, is this important or not, and then... Well, so that could be the, maybe that's the 
revised suggestion. I have to open then. my laptop to check my work email because my notifications won't go to my phone because I tried downloading my work email stuff on my phone and it said it wanted to erase all my phone security. So, so I don't get them to my phone anyway. So your that. unique situation aside, I think that most millennials would say they prefer texting anyway. Mm-hmm. Is if any after hours communication again still still suggest the scheduled email approach, but then after hours emergencies. Yeah, text me. Exactly, make it a text. Yeah. Say Everybody this is urgent, or way. this is not urgent. Yeah, you know, let me know. That feel that seems like a nice compromise. Yeah. Because if it's important, it says this is urgent. Please open. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not just gonna. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> sucks to be you guys. No. And, and work doesn't pay for your guys' cell phones. Nope. Yeah. So that's the other thing is I know I know if I were the boss here, it would be like, hey, if I know that I have a stronger chance of reaching everybody, you know, higher penetration rate or whatever, and then I'm not annoying anybody with my middle of the night silly emails. Like I said, it's it's a win win win. Okay. Well. Well. For your own mental health and well-being, maybe that's a suggestion you guys can take forward. I like it. Okay. I think it's useful. <laughs> um, I know. So um, I'm trying to think what I did when I was at my worst. Um, Sometimes I just don't know how to handle everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And none of us <laughs> do, baby. And I just feel crazy. No, you're not crazy. You're not. Like, I try to have good constructive outlets and hobbies like Tony said and stuff but sometimes I don't even feel like doing my hobbies yeah I, like I, last night I went home and I didn't want to play Xbox I was so bummed out to just be sitting and I don't know I didn't want to do what I usually do it was weird yeah and I was like that's when know? you know yeah that's when you know so so what do you do you come do- back in here and work the next day no no but you- see Jenny this is for the most part, my happy place a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked earlier about you, when you are feeling stressed, mm-hmm. your remedy to that is to do as much incremental work as you can as possible mm-hmm. to try and clear as much of that. So I understand that that's in some ways your coping mechanism. And in some ways, it's a very successful strategy because it could actually lighten your load and give you a little bit of breathing space. But I think the the point is, and, and again, back to the article uh, that the woman was writing, when you're talking about having this level of stress, because burnout's a big word, negatively impact the way you're able to function in other areas of your life, then it becomes something that you really want to try and figure out how to recognize and how to manage. So my, my first question to you would then be, when you know you're feeling it, now we know you have your, your indication, so you know how to recognize it, what things do you like, what's your favorite thing to do if nobody's watching and the world is your oyster and you get to do anything you want with no judgment, what would you do? I like driving fast, but my car's kind of... Well, but you can at least go driving. Yeah, I, I do. Do you? Mm-hmm. I'll go for drives. Do you? Mm-hmm. Will, will you go just for, like, a calming drive? Like Not right now. I don't have the gas money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> All right, what's your second favorite thing to do that doesn't cost any money? You don't have one. Yes, you do. It's a safe it's space. Hard. You can say anything here. Hey, it's legal in it's legal in Michigan. Okay, does that help? <laughs> good. My, my, my I like going out for drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Although that costs money too. Yeah, really. So I never had hobbies, and I had two young children at home at the same time that my jobs were getting big. So I feel like I can speak with some level of authority on what it takes to manage stress and keep that cup full so that you can come back the next day and keep doing your job as good as you can over and over and over again. 
And the solution is not to drop out or tune out or, or stop. It's to, it's to figure out when it's sneaking up on you and then finding those things that you like to do that make you feel better. Even if it's missing your sleep and watching YouTube, it's totally okay. Make sure okay. you sponsor us, YouTube. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Producer Alana. All right, well, that, that was kind of a deep show, but I think, I think we all feel a little bit better here in the studio. Hopefully everybody does out there as well. Thanks so much for joining us. We're Kex with Bossy Skirt, newradiomedia.com. We'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye.